started, I remember saying things like I was leaving my teaching job and I hired my first business coach. And I said, I was saying to people, I don't know what it is that I'm doing exactly. I just trust that I'm going to figure it out soon. Setting that intention for myself. Um, and it did like manifest for me that way. So you can set intentions for clarity and all you have to do is really know why, like what, how do you want to feel if you want to start a business, but you don't know what the business should be. Why do you want to start a business? What kind of life? What's the vision? Often when people are looking for a new job, but they don't know what the right kind of job is for them or what, if it even exists, they say, well, what, how do you feel day to day going to that job? They say, well, I feel appreciated and I make X number of dollars and I enjoy my time there. I'm like, great, focus on that and mm -hmm. keep moving. The way will be shown to you. Awesome. So, hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Making It Happen podcast. I'm so, so, so excited to introduce today's special guest remote, my next door neighbor in Toronto, Lauren Saunders. She is a just an incredible mentor for business professionals, for entrepreneurs. She's been able to quadruple her income since leaving her teaching job at 28 years old. And today we have her on the show, guys. We're going to be helping you guys understand and start the process of your entrepreneurial journey or whatever step you're in. So let me give a warm welcome to Lauren. Lauren, how are you doing today? I'm awesome. Thank you so much for having me. I love the energy of this show already. And I just really, uh, yeah, thank you for having me on and, and for your audience for welcoming me. No problem. It's a real pleasure. And, you know, I, I know that we were meant to uh, link up and talk about this because just the podcast, the energy this morning was just all around, like, how do I create the things I want in my life? And this is kind of the theme of 2021, I believe. And setting the stage, 2020 was a rough year. A lot of us maybe lost some jobs, maybe lost some income. It was a tough year for us mentally, physically. And you made me thinking that like, maybe my secure job isn't so secure anymore. And I want something more out of my life. And so I want you to come on the show and, and talk about your journey. And you have a very interesting story and I don't want to give too much away, but maybe you can just start us about who you are and tell us about your story, how you got started with entrepreneurship, and then we'll kind of take it from there. How, which version of the story do you want? The long one? <laughs> Hey, give me, give me like a, a, do you have like a two to five minute version? I can do that. Okay. Perfect. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. So my name is Lauren Saunders. I am a business mentor and I live and work in Toronto, Ontario. I, I grew up just about an hour outside of Toronto and, uh, I predominantly work with, uh, clients and, uh, program participants, if you will, who are for the most part doing something online. So a lot of other coaches and course creators, but I also work with content creators. Uh, and I have in the past work with, worked with people in a variety of different businesses. And I really focus in on mindset and the whole world of energetic alignment when it comes to business. Um, I mm. speak to people also that are in the early stages of just knowing that they want to create something more for themselves, whatever that looks like for them. Uh, but this was definitely not what I saw myself doing. <laughs> I went to school first for visual arts. I'm an artist that was like my background growing up. And then out of my undergraduate degree, I went to teacher's college and I have a, a teaching degree in visual arts and in history. 
So after my five years in, in university, and to be honest, like looking back, I was in grade five when I thought I'm going to be a teacher. And when I go back to that, because I remember it quite well, it was really just within this conversation that our teachers were having with us and my parents were having with me, which was like, figure out what you want to do with your life. Right. Yeah. And so in five, I was like, I could see myself being a teacher. And it was like, I just never strayed from that decision. And I also never asked myself, like, is that really what you want to do? It was just like, oh, Lauren wants to be a teacher. And that makes a lot of sense for her. And like, that was it. Right. So mm-hmm. after I, graduated from my two different degrees. I moved to Australia and I worked there as a teacher for about two and a half years. And uh, I was mostly doing special education, but I really wanted to be home for the long run. So I moved home in 2015, January of 2015 is when I came home and I started applying for teaching jobs here in Toronto. And it's really hard to get full-time teaching work in Ontario, or at least it was pre pandemic. (laughs) Um, And (laughs) I was having a really hard time finding teaching jobs, but I also had this like just intuitive knowing in the pit of my stomach, I was 27 at the time of like, it was a real anxiety. The idea that even if I was lucky enough to get a full-time teaching job in, mm. in, or in, in Toronto, which can take people like five, six years that I would have to stay there and do that for the rest of my life. And I think the reason I went to Australia in the first place was because I didn't want to settle into like the rest of my life and being an adult, you know, quite yet. I wanted ability and it really scared me the idea of like, okay, well, you have this job and now you're going to do that for 40 years. Right. Because that's just Mm. not who I am. Um, But entrepreneurship was not, I didn't even really know what it meant. I had guy friends who identified as being entrepreneurs, but they were 30 years old and didn't make any money and lived in their parents' basement. That was kind of what I (laughs) (laughs) didn't have any kind of business background. So I ended up getting a part-time job here in Toronto and I moved here from my parents' place, which as I said, is an hour outside. Um, And I started on the side of teaching at the time. It was just a side hustle. I started doing eyelash extensions from home here in Toronto Mm. and don't have any background in aesthetics or anything like that. But I had a friend in Australia who had a very successful eyelash business and that had kind of put it on my radar because I'm good with any kind of fine detail work art is my background. And I thought if I could just make enough money doing this, Mm. I only have two days a week worth of teaching work, then, you know, I wouldn't have to get like a second part-time job as a server or something like that. So that was what happened. And then within about three months of that business, which was just intended to be, I was hoping for a few extra hundred dollars a week. I grew it to be a full-time income surpassing what I'd been making as a full-time teacher in Australia within three months. And I was never like, yeah, I was never really connected with like, I, I loved my clients. I loved making women feel good. I didn't care very much about eyelash extensions. I was just good at it. But what I did was the business side of things and showing myself that I could actually make money. I mean, I would sit at home in my living room and clients would come to me and I would make three times what I would make at a a full day in my teaching job, but it was full of stress and I had to commute there. And like, Mm -hmm. so I just, like, it is way more fun (laughs) working for myself. The really decision happy. seemed easy for you, right? It just showed me that I was capable of more than what I'd given myself credit for. Um, and I have the utmost of respect for teachers, but I just felt like I couldn't be, I couldn't give it my whole soul being a teacher because it wasn't who I really, really was. And children yeah. deserve, right? They deserve teachers that are really in it. So very long story short, I um, ended up 
leaving my teaching job. Um, and I knew that I was going to start something online. I thought, okay, I want to do this full time for myself. Um, my lash business will support me in the meantime. And over the course of a year, I built my online business uh, as a business coach. And I actually started by helping other lash artists. I built a whole online community on Facebook and, and offered my coaching services and programs in there. And that really took off for me as well. And I ended up about a year after, a year and a half after leaving teaching, um, retiring my the service portion of my lash business, not seeing clients anymore. I did a bunch of traveling in Italy for the winter in like 2019. And then I moved back to Toronto, found a new apartment, uh, and I've just been scaling ever since. So I don't help people in the lash world anymore. Now I'm helping other entrepreneurs, mostly who are mm -hmm. online. And I just really focus in on the mindset and the energy and the alignment that goes into manifesting success for yourself. Um, and that's really been my experience is when I up-level my mindset and when I start feeling into that next level of success, it comes in for me. And I can talk mm. about that. But anyways, that was probably more like six or seven minutes. <laughs> I loved it. And, and you know, it, it will probably resonate with a lot of people listening or, or watching because this, you had a need, right? You couldn't get a job, a full-time job, at least in teaching in Canada. And you're only working two or three days a week. And you're like, okay, I need more money and I don't want to be a server. So you had a real desire to make this happen, you know, pun intended. Um, you're able to manifest that and do it because there is a real desire, a real need. And this goes to what you're talking about, what you teach people, the mindset and the belief system you have to have in order to achieve these high level goals. And then you looks like, you know, you said in three months, you doubled your income from your teaching job. Like you made more in during one session than a whole day of teaching. So of course the decision is easy, right? Take us back though, maybe in that moment, like, was there any fears going through your head? Like any self-doubt? maybe like, cause I know that's a big issue going on, especially for people who want to become entrepreneurs and make that leap. At which point are you referring to? Cause the answer is oh. yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the, the point I was referring to, yeah, good question was uh, the point when you had to, so you, you knew that um, you had to get a second job. You didn't want to do the server, but you found the, eye, the eyelashes thing, right? Uh, at that point, was there any like fear or were you just, uh, were, oh, excuse me, I just hit my mic. Were you ever um, fearful? Like, oh, this is not going to work or any self-doubt going through your head at that moment, if you can remember back? So not with my eyelash business. Um, I just felt, and this is like the power of, of mindset. I felt like I like, if there's anything I have confidence in, it's my ability as a fine artist. Um, and I just knew that I could really be, and I'd been getting lashes at that point for a while. So I knew what people were looking for. Um, I guess I went into it thinking, cause I, I, I mean, I signed a lease in Toronto without any clients without, like it was a brand new business. Mm. My parents definitely crazy. I was like, I'm going to move to Toronto. I'm going to start an eyelash extension. <laughs> And like spent the last of my money from Australia to get started. Um, I guess my mindset of it at the time was I'm going to try this. I really believed it was going to work. Um, I'm going to try this. And the worst case scenario is that I do get that part-time serving job, right? Like it's going to be okay. But I also just had so much confidence in it working out. And that ultimately is why it, it worked out for me so quickly. My coaching business, on the other hand, I went in with all kinds of doubt and fear and mm. imposter 
and uncertainty. And it took um, a little over, well, no, it was right around a year before it really started making money for me. And that was a year of like working the business. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, I have work through my doubt and uncertainty in the earlier, or sorry, in my second business in order to have it really start turning a profit for me. Yeah. I, I bring this up because, you know, I've been interviewing a lot of authors and entrepreneurs on this show and they all, you know, they all have different unique stories, but they all have a similar kind of pattern and fear, whether it be fear of people's opinions, fear within yourself, fear of failing, fear is always the common thread. And I'm just obsessed because I also too, as a creative, I make videos and photos. Um, I'm fearful to put out some of the content I make. And I know that people listening or watching have that same fear. So do you have any tips or advice? Like what did you do to get over that, right? For your coaching business, how do you get over that self doubt and and just progress forward? Well, it's funny because I had a, uh, like there's, so many layers of it. It never, like you never get over all the doubt. You just find new levels of it and you work through that and you move from, because right before this, I had a call with my, with my uh, coach and I was telling her the resistance that was coming up around things that I was starting to share. And I've been really transparent about like the money that I make. And also like, I'm really, my intention this year is to scale into seven figures and telling people that like, it brings up all kinds of, you know, who the heck do people think I, or who do I think I am? <laughs> um, but it's, it's I all of a sudden, like I had had an Instagram account. I, I shared like, I don't know, pictures of my vegan food and recipes and stuff like that. And then all of a sudden I was like, actually, I'm going to start talking about the universe and manifestation and, um, and business. And I definitely had a fear of judgment from people. I guess, uh, it, it always gets easier through action. So a lot of the time we, we, the fear that's holding us back is not actually really grounded in how it's going to be in reality. So I just started posting things that were kind of watered down. I wasn't like nearly as woo woo as I am now. <laughs> um, <laughs> I would talk about, you know, energy and your vibes and, mm-hmm. um, following your intuition and things that I knew people were more open to or more sort of like widely accepted. And when people were responding to it, often the people I had assumed were going to judge me, which by the way, you fearing that people are going to judge you is really you judging them. Mm, That's interesting. I like that. That's true. It's very true. So I had like particularly one person I went to high school with and she watched everything that I did. And um, I was so sure that she thought I was crazy. Um, <laughs> I'm off my rocker. And anyways, and then one day, and this was after I'd been in my business for a while and I was traveling. One day she messages me and she's like, I just want to tell you that we recommend, my, my husband and I listen to your podcast. We're starting our own business and it, you've been such an inspiration and we recommend your podcast to like everyone. And I was like, holy smokes, that was me judging her for who I thought she was. When in reality, mm-hmm. none of it. Was so wow. just something to look at. Um, but the other thing is, is that like, we think everybody's paying so close attention to our lives. Like, oh my gosh, right. I posted now. They think that I'm crazy. They probably just scrolled through it and was like, huh, Lauren is saying this today. Okay, whatever. I'm going to go on with my life. Like we're not that important to other people, <laughs> but we think we are, right? <laughs> it's so would- true though. It's so, so true. We care so much what people think. 
And yet, if you put yourself, if you're going through Instagram, you you probably like someone will post something, you might spend half a second on it. Ah, whatever. It, we don't care as much as people really think. Sorry, I had to just quickly chime in there because I, I love that. And it's so, so true. Well, think about like someone you know who's posted something that was perhaps, I don't know, slightly controversial, whatever that you know means for you. How long did you actually spend thinking about that person? Even if it was something that kind of like ruffled your feathers or whatever, like not very long, right? People are busy. So I think that that really helps. And then also it's just like, having the fear, but not letting that stop you, I think is what all really you know, successful people have in common, because I'm sure Kyler, like doing this podcast, I'm sure it's all the time for you that you're like, have uncertainties or I'm not, you know, like it, it comes up every single day, right? I tell people I am uncomfortable in my business every single day. And that does not mean that I don't show up. And I think that's the distinction. People think they need to not have that fear. They need to get over the fear before they can start taking action. It's like, no, start taking action despite the fear. And those things that at one point seemed really scary to you will become a lot less scary to you, but also you'll just become someone who can have fear and can be a human and create success or change as they Mm -hmm. desire for them. It's not, it's not one or the other. It's both. <laughs> yeah. There's a, there's a, I have a quote written up just above. You can't see, but, and this, I read this almost every day, especially when I'm feeling this way, this fear kills more dreams than failure ever will. Yeah. The fear yeah. of you going, trying like not doing it. And you talked about action, right? Like it just will make sure that you don't act on it and then it will kill your dream. So fears kill more dreams than, than failure ever will. And we do, we fear that failure we feel and fear what people are going to say about us on social media and so true Uh, coming from a creative coming from an entrepreneur I 100% agree and self-doubt is something I battle with every single week if not daily in different ways right and it builds as as you said as I'm growing more of a following growing more of an experience and and knowledge base in this area you know I have more uncertainty you know now I'm dealing I'm on another level with other photographers and videographers it was almost easier in the beginning because I was learning the fundamentals like you kind of know like the first time you ride a bike you're gonna fall down you know like it's pretty obvious but if you're a pro I don't know mountain biker you know and you fall down you're a little bit more fearful what people are gonna think of oh people are gonna think I'm not as pro you know I don't know that analogy just came to my head but yeah yeah something I battle with every day and and so true too because like I had yeah, I do a lot of like launching different group coach, uh, coaching programs and courses. And in the beginning I would launch and things would fail. And I, I mean, it, it, it was an ego, you know, whatever, like I, I would be hurt, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I would move on because I was like, well, I'm learning. And like, it's unreasonable to think that I should just know what the heck I'm doing and create these big results right out of the gate. Whereas now, I mean, I have a lot more launches that are big successes, but I still like, October was my business's biggest month and it was going so well that I decided to throw in one last like big promo of a new course that I felt so good about and it completely flopped. Um, and it was funny because I'm like that month, I like finally manifest my dream Mercedes SUV I've had on like every vision board for years and years. And I'm driving around Toronto and I'm celebrating this big month. And I'm like, people didn't sign up for that course. Like, and I was (laughs) in my head about it and in my ego even though all these other things are happening so yeah yeah, I think and and always looking at like well what is that that's coming up because ultimately for me I had to look at why was that bothering me so much right Mm -hmm. why was it 
on the one thing that didn't go as planned when everything else had gone right. So Lauren, we're talking a lot about the mental side of things, right? The mindset, would you say that's like the first big step when you're helping your clients figure out this mindset, figure out your fear, uh, what's stopping you, I guess, would be what I would say from you achieving this or going after that goal. That's, is that the first step? Definitely, because you're not going to let yourself have or explore anything that you don't believe you can have, right? So the people that are listening, whether you're wanting to start a business or just, you know, start a podcast or a creative endeavor of some sort, you have to look at, you know, your level of belief about yourself being able to do whatever it is that you desire. Um, and there's definitely, I mean, I, there's definitely processes that you can work through. And I, I find a lot of inspiration from looking at other people who I really relate to, who are doing what I want to be doing and being like, well, if they can do it, I can do it kind of thing. Um, but also you want to look at your own beliefs about yourself. Uh, like for me going into this business, I had already done quite a bit on YouTube, just as like a hobby. When I was in Australia, I'd grown a following on there. I'd been a teacher. So I was used to using my voice. And so it wasn't hard for me to believe that when I started talking about things, people wanted to listen. So that was a belief that I already had that really served me. What I, you know, what I didn't like other beliefs that I had to work on were, well, who am I to help people about their businesses, right? Or with their businesses. Um, mm -hmm. I don't have a, like, so you have to look at like, what are the beliefs that you are not serving you. And you likely have a lot that already are, and you can work with those. Um, but what is the reason you're telling yourself you can't do this thing? Because it's not true. Mm. But with that belief, it's going to become true for you, right? All of our beliefs are just self-fulfilling prophecies. <laughs> you don't believe yeah. anyone's going to listen to a podcast. You're probably not going to launch a podcast. And so you could go to work on looking at, well, why am I telling myself that? Is it actually true? Which by the way, it's not. Um, we can always find people that are doing things outside of the realm of possibility that we are creating for ourselves. Um, and then once you really work through that and prove yourself wrong about it and create a new belief or a new story, at that point, it's going to be a lot easier to start taking action and being consistent with that action as well. Mm. I just agree with everything you just said. Like, <laughs> it's so true. Like I, I fell into this industry, my industry, the creative industry, because when I moved here to Montreal from Vancouver, BC, I had a job lined up, but within three months, I got laid off from that job with a hundred other people. Right. And it was, uh, and so it was tough. I'm in a new province with a, a language I don't speak fluently and, yeah. you know, a, a relationship too, like a, a somewhat new relationship. We're now living together. So a lot of ups. And if I didn't believe that I could make this a thing, like it would never have happened and, because I would never put the energy into it to make it happen. Right. Yeah. And so action is the best motivation I find personally, whenever like this morning, I did not want to work out. I was just <laughs> like, I, I could not get out of bed. And I, I said, let me just listen to a podcast or something, do something productive. And yeah, I was listening to this podcast and it just got me motivated. And the minute I started doing that action, doing something, I was able to do it. So you're going to feel that way. Just find a way, like, like Lauren said, like, figure out why you're thinking that way and what you can do to get yourself out of that mood. Cause I think mood is a huge thing to inspiration, to motivation, to action, right? So whatever you can do to boost that mood, what I found for myself to be very, very helpful. Absolutely. And, and I mean, just the right song, right? I, for my clients that are women, I tell them put on a 
shade of red lipstick. Like you immediately <laughs> different. Honestly, the power in the red shade of lipstick. <laughs> I love that. I'm, it's like, it's so silly, but these are some of the things like I do it all the time when I'm about to go live. And I know there's going to be like hundreds of people watching this video. It's like, who do I, how do I need to feel right now to go into this mm. with power? this with a lot of fear and imposter syndrome and blah, blah, blah. So those little things, um, and it could be a podcast, it could be whatever motivates you start your day, like just take that one action. And that's likely going to help you continue going. <laughs> I love that tip. That's a, that's a great tip for like, just do something right. Whatever it is. And I love the lipstick thing and for men and women, you know, if you're into that, um, <laughs> So what's the next step? We're talking a lot about mindset. We're talking about becoming an entrepreneur or just accomplishing whatever you want, right? Because this could apply to getting a full-time job if you're into that, right? It, it doesn't have to be entrepreneurship, but there is fears. There's a mindset you have to be in to manifest that and to make it come true, right? So what's the next step? What do you take your clients through after they figure out themselves? They've been a little bit more self-aware. Okay, I'm, I'm feeling this way. What's the step after that? The step after that, I would say, is be really clear on what your why is or what it is that you actually want, right? Because starting a new job or getting applying for new jobs, starting a business, starting a creative project, you're going to come up against obstacles and that voice inside of you that we were just talking about that wants you to be like, you know, you suck and you can't do this or that. Do you think you're, it's going to get loud, right? It yeah. wants you to in your comfort zone. So be sure that you're really clear on like, why do you want this thing that you are after? How do you desire to feel in the new job that you're applying for? Um, what do you, you know, what's the vision that you have? And so for me, mm. I was really clear in the early days why I wanted to build a successful online business for myself. And it all had to do with freedom. Um, I wanted financial freedom. I wanted the ability to travel and take my business with me. I wanted to design my day. I wanted to do things every day that really lit me up. Um, and not, not just things that someone at a job told me I had to do. And that desire was so strong that even when I <laughs> fell down and fell down and fell down and fell down <laughs> with like thousands of dollars going out the door at the same time, by the way, with coaches and all the things I yeah. kept going. It was like, it's happening. Like I, there was just, in fact, one of the best things I ever, I did in the beginning was put my money where my mouth was because then it was like, I couldn't afford to back out on myself. <laughs> like I had to make the business work. Creating accountability um, for yourself. Eh? Wow. A lot of accountability in the way of like, honestly, going into debt in the beginning of my business. And I'm not saying that's the right um, way for everyone to go, but for me, there was a lot of struggle in the beginning. And if I, and, it, and it's not that way for everyone, but if I hadn't been completely committed and really mm. had a strong why and a strong vision of what I was creating, there's just no way I would have, you know, I was really comfortable with my little lash business, like making still more money than most people do working part-time from home and with clients I loved. Like that was really comfy, you know? So I had yeah. to get out of my phone. Anyway, so that would be probably like a step in conjunction with um, that might even actually come first because know what the vision is and then work through any beliefs you have that are telling you, you can't have it from yeah. there. I mean, there for me, like all of the manifestation, law of attraction, spirituality side of things comes in where if you have that vision and you have an intention to move towards it, the right steps are going to start showing themselves to you. And that might be mm. 
hire or even just a conversation with a friend that sparks an idea within you or you come across someone's Instagram account and you really resonate with what it is that they're doing. Um, for me, it's like, I've always just been knowing what it is that I'm creating next and then taking that next step as it comes, because I had no idea every idea conceived notion I had of how this business was going to take off for me was proved wrong. Like none of it has ever happened. <laughs> not, 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 nothing. <laughs> so said every it, entrepreneur pretty much. So even just, <laughs> like even a business plan, like I just throw all that out the window personally, um, because I'm like, it's never even gone to plan. Anyways, what has happened is I get really clear on what that next level vision is. And I work through anything that says I can't have it. Um, and then I wait for the right ideas, the right opportunities, the, that next step that I feel intuitively pulled towards. And that's what I would say with anything that you're wanting to create for yourself is let the dots align. And um, Steve Jobs has a quote about essentially like you can't, you can't align the dots looking towards a goal. You can only align them looking back at how it happened, right? So you have to basically just take like that next step that comes to you and trust that things are, are getting you to where it is that you want to be. And that's been my experience. Like, even when it really didn't look like things were working out, they were, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's what I would say. Yeah. I forget this quote, but I, I remember just the setup of it and I don't remember who said it or the, how it was set up, but basically your goal is the peak of the mountain and there's no trail. So you know where to go, the direction, but yeah. there's no trail to guide you what the perfect path is, right? I'm doing air quotes if you're listening, what the perfect path is, because there, number one, there is no perfect path. For you, it's going to be different. For me, it's going to be different, right? And you figure it out. And I love what Steve Jobs says. When you look back, you then are able to see what the, the path, right? But you learn so much through. You learn not to go this way because there's a wolf over there or something. <laughs> That's, I'm improvising now. And over here, there's a cliff, you know, but you, you learn along that journey. Do you work with anybody? <laughs> do you work with anybody that doesn't know their peak, doesn't know what direction they want to go? Do you have any clients like that? I definitely have people. I mean, my clients at this point are further along and they're, they're for the most part already doing right. sort of dollars a month and they're wanting to scale more 10, 20 grand and beyond. Um, but I work with people that are like in some of my group programs. Um, I work with people that are earlier on mm -hmm. and I definitely think that comes up a lot where people are like, I know that I want more freedom for myself, or I know I want to feel a certain way day by day, whatever that means for, for different people. I want to feel more fulfilled. I want to feel excited by things. I want to have a creative outlet, but I just don't know what it is that I want to create um, or what that looks like for me or what my business should be. That definitely comes up all the time. And it's, it's uh, my, my coaching around that is kind of um, leading off of what we were just talking about. Because for me, I left my teaching career before I had any idea of what kind of business I was building. All I knew was that I wanted more freedom. And for me, that meant online. I wanted to create content and share it and work with people online. So mm. like, it's the same thing as what we just said at the peak of the mountain. Just know what, what is it? How do you desire to feel? You don't have to have, you know, the whole plan and you shouldn't have the whole plan in place because even now I'm still pivoting what that top of the mountain looks like. Right. Mm -hmm. But I started, I remember saying things like I was leaving my teaching job and I hired my first business coach. And I said, I was saying to people, I don't know what it is that I'm 
doing exactly. I just trust that I'm going to figure it out soon. And that was like me intentionally setting, you know, or, or setting that intention for myself. Um, and it, and it did like manifest for me that way. So you can set intentions for clarity and all you have to do is really know why, like what, how do you want to feel through gaining that clarity or how, like, why do you, if you want to start a business, but you don't know what the business should be, why do you want to start a business? What kind of life, what's the vision again? Mm. Um, often when people are looking for a new job, but they don't know what the right kind of job is for them or what, if it even exists, they say, well, what, how do you feel day to day going to that job? They say, well, I feel appreciated and I make X number of dollars and I enjoy my time there. I'm like, great, focus on that and mm-hmm. keep moving. The way will be shown to you. I think we know more than we think we know, right? Like you just said it right there. Like, how do you want to feel? Like, and most people are able to answer that. Well, yeah, appreciated, uh, excited. Like they they use those type of terminology. So the peak of the mountain, you know that it's the peak and where you want to go, but you don't know what it looks like when you get up there. And same thing for me. I knew I wanted to create, but I didn't know what, like, I didn't know anything about photo or video or audio. I just knew that I had this, like, I, I, I thought it was so cool looking on Instagram, people taking photos of them on a hike. And it, and it was like, it's such a beautiful mountain and that photo, like, I want to take that photo. And I fell in love with video. And it's funny, like, photo drive me in, but then uh, through self-discovery, like photo was a way more, or pardon me, video was a way more uh, appealing for myself, right? So I love what you said, like the clarity and the details and the plan, right, will unfold as you go, especially in the beginning stages. And, and yeah, so I, I love what you said around that. Yeah. Yeah. You don't need to have a whole plan <laughs> in place. You just got to start like walking towards the way that you desire to feel. And for you, that was like, you wanted to create, right. You Mm -hmm. wanted to feel by creating. That was that was all the clarity that you needed to have things start unfolding for you. Was there anything you did like when you hit the ground running? So you knew what you wanted to do, or at least you had an idea what you wanted to do. And was there any kind of fundamental first steps you did when you started your business, like let, maybe we can get into some, some a tactical advice now, right? What did you do to start? Cause in three months you doubled your income, right? Which is pretty amazing, pretty fast. If someone wanted to approach that and say, okay, I, I'm going to go all in, you know, I'm on EI right now cause we're in Canada um, or if you're listening in the States or somewhere else, um, you, you have the ability to go and start it. Is there any tactical advice you can give when they are, hit the ground running and starting their business? Yeah. Um, and it's often the advice people don't want. <laughs> um, <laughs> but was, I claimed it. I told people, which was really uncomfortable because I had all kinds of imposter syndrome and fear of judgment for both of them. Um, but I said, hey, I'm doing lashes in Toronto. <laughs> like, if you want to come and see me, this is how you can do that. Or, hey, I'm going to be talking about business and manifestation now. I'm a business coach now. Like, really claiming that and sharing it with people um because that's going to have you start to really step into it and hold yourself accountable what a lot of people want to do is kind of do it on the side and be secretive about it and then emerge victorious one day super successful out of the blue that's definitely what i wanted it's like especially with my coaching business i was like i'm just gonna i literally paid for facebook ads that were hidden from anyone that i personally knew because i thought i'll just all of a sudden start making 10 grand a month and then i'll start showing up 
you know, on, uh, on Instagram, He's like I'm a business coach and I'm making all this money without having to have people I knew watch me go through the, the growing pains, um, which is, it didn't work because I didn't, I wasn't in the identity of successful business coach or business coach in general. I was hiding that. Right. So the first step I would say is to claim it, to tell people about it, to watch what comes up for you. Um, and then just start, like, it's really success is a, a, a long series of very small actions. So we've been talking about mindset. We've been talking about, um, your why, and that was then that we were talking around that topic, right? Knowing your vision, why that's so important. And it's okay not to be clear, um, not to have a, you know, a detailed, you don't need to have a detailed business plan when you're getting started. Um, I think there is, you have to have an idea and how I would recommend it or how I looked at it is having a bullet list plan rather than like a 10 page document, because like you mm. said, it doesn't always like fall that way. It doesn't always happen that way. Right. Yeah. And, and this is not to everything I've said is not to say that you shouldn't have an idea of what you want to do. Like look at what excites you. Right. So like I uh, getting started with my business, I couldn't see how it was all going to unfold, but I definitely knew that I loved certain types of content. I wanted to help people in a certain way. I wanted to have group courses and programs. I just didn't know like which of the ideas or what kinds of, of programs and courses were going to sell for me. Right. So mm. I would just really look what excites you? It's always like a game of following your intuition or following your energy and don't do anything just because you think it's going to sell or produce a certain outcome for you. Do the things that really you feel called towards because in the beginning of any kind of endeavor, if you're doing it strictly for the hope that it's going to make you money, like almost everybody has to have some failures in the beginning. So it's yeah. like, well, I'll do this. I'll try this. But if it doesn't work, then I'm not really, it's like, I kept failing and trying again, because I was like, I loved the idea of getting to help people in this way. I loved the whole creative process of it. It felt really exciting to me. And I knew that if I kept going, I would figure out how to make it be really successful for me. Right. But mm -hmm. I wouldn't have done that. Love it. Yeah, no, it's so true. Right. And, and you said something earlier that, you know, posting on social media that you are that this is who you are now. Like I am a content creator. I am a, you know, a life coach or whatever type of entrepreneur you are telling the world also creates like somewhat of accountability for yourself um, because you're putting it out there. Like, and if you next week, excuse me, don't do it or start talking about something else, like it, it you're putting your own self on the line. Right. And I think like, it's just like investing in yourself. Like, okay, I've invested money in myself. I got to make this happen. You know, I, yeah. I told the world I'm going to do this. I got to make it happen, but don't, but be okay with that. You're going to stumble along the way. Like you're totally. going to get some scratches, some bruises. I'm going to keep using this mountain analogy uh, when you're up on the mountain. Right. And I don't know, I'm a big hiking fan. So I'm just uh, going with this, you know, um, from BC. So, um, yeah. but yeah, like it, it's just so true, right? There's so much to do with the mindset of entrepreneurship. And I think that's why so many podcasts talk about that, right? Um, I've dived in so deep into like mindset, even meditation and, and the spiritual elements as well. If you're, you know, a believer in that and how it can really benefit you and everything and every part of your life. Yeah, you really just have to start with a vision. 
and then let it unfold from there. If you can imagine it, you can create it. It's not like this stream. It really is like going up a mountain. People think it's like, I'm just going to climb straight up. No, you have to take the winding road and sometimes fall halfway down climbing again. Um, but you will get there if you just keep moving forward, which a lot of people do not. <laughs> they go, this that. sucks and it's hard and I'm tired. And ego is really bruised from all this stuff. It's like, allow all that. I mean, if you claim it, I think that that was part of the reason I was so motivated was I was like, I know there are people that might think I'm kind of crazy for what I'm talking about and what I say I'm going to build for myself, but I can't wait until they're like, oh, she, she did it, you know? And now it seems a lot easier. I mean, I shared with my audience at the beginning of the year, I'm manifesting my first hundred thousand dollar month. Um, and wow. I mean, I'm sure there's that are like, I'm sure there's people that are like, what the heck is she talking about? No, she's not. But I also know that at this point in my business, I've said things you know, I've, I've created big goals and shared them and then hit them enough times to have people be like, oh, well, when Lauren says she's going to do something, she's probably going to do it. You know, at some point I'm not attached to when it happens. It's just an intention I'm moving towards every single month anyway. So it's like in the beginning, <laughs> let that, let that be motivating for you. Cause even if it's like an ego-based thing, it does feel really good for people to be like, wow, you, you did it. Yeah. And in the beginning, you're kind of doing it all alone and you feel like a crazy person, but you got to be your own biggest cheerleader. Mm -hmm. That's the hardest thing, right? Especially with social media, I find it's the hardest thing to be your own cheer because we're, we're all on our own stage, right? Feeling the judgment, although no one's really looking that deep. You know what I mean? Like if you're listening or watching this right now, you're probably at a somewhat of, you want to grow your following or grow your influence with people so that you can sell your product or service, right? But um, it really is those beginning stages that set you up for success. So I, I, I couldn't agree more. So as we're coming to a close, Lauren, uh, thank you so much for going through the technical difficulties we've had and uh, going through this podcast with me. Um, is there anything that we haven't talked about during this kind of uh, session with you and I that you really believe that our listeners or our watchers need to hear before we kind of close off the episode? Great question. Well, you had talked about fear earlier on, and um, I know that a lot of people listening are just, they're in the explorative stage, right? And they're they're wanting to start making it happen. <laughs> and I love that. Um, and <laughs> is like we need to change our relationship with fear itself but more so some of the things sometimes I say this to I say this actually pretty often it's like why what are we all so afraid of that has us live lives that avoid fear and avoid risk as much as possible is it so that we can you know be super safe until we make it to the grave and then we take our safety with us like I don't think so. So for me, it's like I've taken risks and I've dove in and I've done things that didn't make a lot of sense, you know, in comparison to how we're told to live our lives um, with this decision that it doesn't have to be so serious. And mm. even before my business really started working for me, I remember thinking like, well, if I died tomorrow, which any one of us could, if I died tomorrow, yeah. I would knowing that I hadn't let fear be the reason I didn't go after the things that I wanted. And now it's like, even just like, I'm, I like may have made really significant investments in my business in the last month and it's scary, but it's also just like, whatever, like, couldn't we, couldn't we have to have more of a whatever <laughs> approach to life? Like, let's just, let's just play this game. Right. Because none of us make it out alive. 
Um, and that actually, maybe it's sort of morbid for people, but it really brings me a lot of comfort to be like, mm-hmm. we're all going to, so everyone that you're afraid of judging you, they're going to die. You're going to die. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. what if we had more of a playful, uh, approach to life? And I really like hear that from you, Kyler, in terms of just being like, you know what, I'm going to move across the country into a province that I don't even speak the language of, and I'm going to start doing these things. It's like, so many of us don't allow ourselves to go to the place of, taking action that might be risky, considered risky. Mm. Well, I should do this and have this much saved and buy this house and do all these things. It's like, yes, if that feels good to you, but what are we resisting? Like Mm -hmm. early, nobody makes it out alive. So I guess I just say to people, be a little bit easier with how you approach life. In my experience, every time I have taken a big leap of faith that, you know, is scary things have gone incredibly well for me. That's where I've gotten the biggest, um, just payback mm-hmm. in life. Um, but I've been like, well, this maybe doesn't make that much sense. And I could use this money to invest <laughs> or buy a home, or I could just do this other thing that feels fun and see where that mm-hmm. leads. Like, it's just not that serious. I think you have to put things into perspective, right? Like w- what you brought up and what came to my mind was like, anyone, like if you if you watch an interview of someone who's like let's say financially really successful they still talk about the most important thing is family family and friends right like my loved ones if if all my money went away i can get more money but if my mm-hmm. family died i can't get that back that is mm-hmm. forever changed and forever will impact me and what your perspective is which i really like is that and, and why when i moved out here the perspective of you know, no one's dying. I can still connect with them. It's the 21st century. It's not like, you know, in eight, 19, you know, 70, 80, when we couldn't FaceTime anymore. And it, it was a little bit difficult, right? It, it's, it's a time when we have Zoom, we have the interactions and you can take risk and be okay. And what I liked about that, you're like, you, this is kind of like, oh, whatever uh, mentality. It, you have a perspective that if I lost it all, I will be okay which yeah. I think people really need to hear. If I invest in this business, if I lost that money, sure, it would hurt and it would cause a little bit of a challenge in my life, but I, my loved ones are still here. I'm still here. I'm still healthy. I'm still hungry. I'm still young. Like the younger you are, the more risks you should take that I'm learning as I'm getting older. Like, because you don't have the kids, the mortgage, that the, you don't have as much um, on the, you know, you don't have much to like actually risk, right? You have very little risk. You can move back with your folks or live on a couch with your friend or whatever, right? So I, I think that's a great way. And the last kind of advice to give to people is really put that into perspective. Love yeah. it, love it, love it, love it. <laughs> we just don't even know what the heck we're doing here. Like we're on some spinning rock in space. Like it's bizarre. Like we, we take it so seriously and it could just be, like a dream or a projection of some sort, a hologram for all we know. <laughs> Let's just chill out a little bit. I love it. I love it. That's going to be the next episode talking about that kind of stuff <laughs> into Perfect. the spiritual realm. But Lauren, thank you so much. I, I really appreciate your time today and all the advice you gave. It was uh, definitely a, a, a very special episode. So thank you so much for giving us all this amazing value. Is there any way we can connect with you if you want to let our listeners or watchers know how can they best reach out or follow you 
Is there a platform you prefer or are you on everything? Just let us know how we can get in touch with you. Yeah, the, the best way for people to connect with me, I think, is through Instagram. That's just sort of where all my different things come together. But I do have um, two different podcasts. I host um, the Aligned Entrepreneur podcast, which is me talking about all these things that we talked about today for entrepreneurs. Uh, and then I co-host a podcast with a friend of mine. It's called The Low and Zo Show. And it's more general mindset, self-development manifestation. It's not just for entrepreneurs or business owners. Um, yeah, so I would say those are my main places. And I love connecting with people on Instagram. And you can find all the links for all of the things in my bio there. Perfect. And I'll be linking all of Lauren's stuff in the description below, whether you're watching or listening to this. So check that out. Check out Lauren. And again, thank you so much for watching and listening to the Making It Happen show. Thank you guys. And we are signing off. Take care.